Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of With Love Alexa. Today I'm with Tom Staten. He was on Bachelorette season 15, also known as Hannah Brown season. Um, we're just going to talk about his time before the show, through the show, and how he stays strong during hard times. Hey Tom, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How about yourself? Thanks for having me, Alexa. Thank you so much for coming on. And of course, I had to have a next um, another local Michigander. For sure. <laughs> Gotta stick together. <laughs> exactly, we do. <laughs> How have you been? How's quarantine life been? Uh, it's been interesting. I mean, I wouldn't say it's good. I wouldn't say it's bad. We're just, you know, trying to get through, waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel to show. So, I know it's hard because, like, there was a little bit of a light, like, in the summer when things weren't as, like, crazy but then it got like really bad again so it's like right yeah I know I mean summertime even though things are closed at least you can go outside and that changes everything I mean just being yeah. in the sun literally makes you feel so much better than you know sitting in your house all day because I I hate the cold so being stuck inside really just kind of like drives me wild so me too and like with my chronic pain and stuff I can't even handle like the cold I like want to move eventually oh. <laughs> For sure. This four, four seasons are not doing it for me right now. So no. definitely looking around. <laughs> I don't even like spring. I literally just want summer and maybe mm -hmm. a little fall is fine because it's pretty. Yeah. I mean, give me a reason to wear pants like for a couple months and then I'll right? be all right. <laughs> I know. And then we got lucky too, because like when the shutdown originally happened, it was like March. So like the worst of winter for the most part was over. Like it really wasn't that bad weather wise. So right. like now we had to live through it all this time <laughs> yeah and I remember it was actually funny back during that time I was like oh like it's okay because we can even if it's 50 degrees I can still go do something but exactly. if this continues into next year like it's going to be an issue from like November to February at least and it's turned out to be exactly how I thought so well at least we're almost through fe or almost to February which means we're almost kind of done and we'll get to the warm again <laughs> yeah I hope so I hope so you know Michigan the weather here we, might, we could end up with snow in May sometimes so. <laughs> I swear we don't even get like spring anymore it's literally winter and summer mm -hmm. I think those are and maybe a little fall here and there but that's sure. like it it'll it'll rain for a week and we'll call that spring so. yep <laughs> so are you do you live alone um are you able to or do you have roommates like have you had to quarantine by yourself uh no so I have a roommate uh we, we mostly stick to ourselves because you know you don't want to spend too much time with each other you start driving each other crazy but uh, but he's cool. You know, we like kind of just do the whole technology thing where we're talking to people on the phone consistently and yeah. you know, watching tons of Netflix, playing video games, anything yeah. to pass the time. So are you watching the current season of The Bachelor or the last season of Bachelorette or? I have not, I have not started it yet. I, I kind of <laughs> wait for it to get going so I can binge a little bit of it. Uh, that makes so, sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because. I, the, the drama at the end of the episodes always get me where I'm like I want to know what happens next I don't want to have to right. wait right so yes I actually agree with that it's funny it's like that's sometimes the best part of the show it's like the end and you're like ah oh. you're like I'm not watching this anymore and then the end and then you're like okay I have to watch yeah they do such a good job of, uh, of building your like building what you want to see and you're like you're, they're telling you what's coming next and you're like well I need to know now like I don't <laughs> I wait seven days for that I know well, it's coming up in a few days, the next sure. episode. <laughs> I need to start. I'll probably get started sometime soon. Yeah, because it'll be episode five, so you'll at least have it five episodes by then. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, 
like I said in the intro, you were a contestant. How did that like come to be? Like, did you sign up for yourself? How was the whole thing prior to the show? It was actually pretty random. Like, I, it was ne- it was never really on my radar. Like, uh, just one day I was sitting sitting on a bed after a day of work, and you know, just kind of looking like, what am I going to do today? What am I going to do tonight? And just got a random phone call from with a California number, and I was like, oh, I wonder who the, I wonder what this is. Hopefully, it's not spam. But picked it up just randomly, and. Uh, they were like, hey, are you interested in like falling in love on TV? Somebody's recommended you to be on the show. And I was like, I mean, I'm open to the opportunity. So it just, that was basically the start. Then I did an interview like a week later and never thought it was going to progress to the point that it got to, but I just kept going. Yeah. And I ended up on the show. <laughs> That's so cool. And like, you had a really good group of guys too. So are you like still friends with a lot of them? Yeah. I mean, I think it was definitely with quarantine, it's been different because usually you're able to like, you know, fly out and, and hang out with people and meet people. But now everyone's just kind of like stuck in these same areas doing your own yeah. thing. Since there's not many, I mean, there was one other guy from Michigan, but we never really, you know, got close. So uh, I don't, I really haven't like been able to connect with anybody seriously, but we're like, you know, Instagram friends, you know, definitely keep in touch and, and yeah. stay in contact. So when things open up, it's definitely something. I think it, once you're part of like that family, like it's like no one else has experienced that stuff. So you kind of have to stick together. Right. No, for sure. I've like talked to a lot of different people and I hear like a lot of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it like during filming? Like you were probably probably like nerve wracking, at least in the beginning. Was it like did you have a lot of like mental, not mental health issues, but like struggles during the whole process? Well, like I said, for me, I never really expected to make it on. Like it was not <laughs> like like I never I never thought about it so when I went to these interviews I was just like completely being myself like I wasn't trying to like you know put on a front or anything I was just talking and like just having a good time and I'm thinking like at the end of it I'm like okay I did well but I mean there's you know a thousand guys going for this like there's no way that like I'm gonna make it on and then when I got on I was like okay this is real but I'm still just having fun like (laughs) at this point it's all house money you know (laughs) Like, like I just wanted to get you know, to California, you know, get a, get the free flight out there for the, for the first night. And then as you know, as you get closer and closer to it, yeah. you know, you're there for like a week and a half before the show starts. So you're, you're like, you just, it starts to like, just like creep into your mind. Like, hold on, I'm about to go on national TV yeah. and go for this girl who I've never met before. And like, there's a bunch of guys here who you don't know, you have a, you don't know anybody and how they're going to be or uh, any part of the situation. So you just start to, you know, freak yourself out a little bit. And yeah. it's just like little thoughts in the back of your mind. But like, I was really good until we got in the limo and we're like sitting out there in front. And then I was like, okay, I'm like, this is a little more real than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I definitely did not do my best on in my intro to say, say the least because, because of those factors. Um, then remind, will you remind um, like my listeners, anyone that maybe hadn't seen it, like how far did you go? Were you... Oh, so yeah, I was night one. I, I got I got off the oh, first night. Oh, okay. Yeah, so and and that's just like those are things I attested to. Like I didn't get I didn't do really well in my intro. I don't think I sparked her interest because I messed up. And and then that whole if you remember on that season, the guy had a girlfriend, and it was like a huge yep. deal. So yeah. that took up like most of the night. I I never really got no. to sit down for one like one on one and kind of sent me for my sent me off. So well, you got so you got like the experience without all like the heartache in the end. Yeah, I always tell people I'm in like a very unique situation because I was there, but like I didn't really get to do much. But I like 
So I, I can see it from both sides. I still see like the excitement of it, but I've seen like the behind the camera stuff. So I'm like, I don't know which side to lean on, but I still like it. It's, like, it's a really good show. Yeah. So did you like, so once you were like, got sent home, then you like came home, good life, pretty much go back to normal? Uh, no, well, not actually right away. I mean, I did just go back to work, which is really weird because, you know, you you asked for all this time off and then I was back in like two weeks and I was like, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but um, besides that, you're supposed to like keep everything under wraps because you shoot the show two months before they air it. So I was back and people were coming up to me like, hey, we think like we're rooting for you. You're going to make it far. You're at the top of our like our bachelor fantasy league. And I'm like, oh, well, good luck with that. Because <laughs> like, like, I know what's going to happen, but I can't say anything. So I'm just, it, it was kind of, it was just awkward all the time. Because, I mean, I guess people don't realize that they shoot it early. So right. they just, people were just, you know, assuming the best for me, hoping the best for me. And I, I appreciated that, but it was still awkward. So. Yeah, I know. And then they watched the first episode and then, oh. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> was that like, so obviously you didn't get a chance to really do as much. Was that kind of hard, like mentally just being sent home so early? Like, or was that okay? Like you were, um, like I said, I like think the whole rejection kind of, even though. So I think up until, like, like I said, I, being there for like a week and a half and then that's being everything you focus on is like meeting this girl and like being your best self. When you don't get the opportunity that kind of, that sucks. So when it didn't happen at first, like that night, like throughout the whole night, I was just like, you know, it is what it is. Like this sucks, but there was nothing I can do. It was out of my control. But then you're standing there in the rose ceremony and like other guys are in your same situation. You see them get a rose. So you start to put a little, little spark of hope in you and you look up and you don't get a rose and you're like, okay, well, this really does suck. Cause I just like, I paused my whole life to come out and do this experience. And right. I wasn't like mad about it, but as like time went on, it just became awkward because everyone's rooting for you. Like all your family and friends, like everyone thinks you're going right. to do really well and then you don't do well. So like you just live in this like space of disappointment where people are always like, what happened? Like what happened? And it's like, you know, it's, it's nothing I can say, but like it just didn't work out, you know? So it was tough. Yeah. And I could see it being tough too, because like you said, they film so much earlier. So, and you're not allowed to say anything. So it's mm -hmm. like, you're, now and then you're hearing all these people say like oh you're gonna do far or going far I have you on my top of my list like all this stuff and you're probably like now it's starting to get to you like those nerves or like the fear of like disappointing your loved ones yeah well it was like, just you can't help really, anybody I mean you can't tell anyone yeah well it was it, like I said the two months before it was awkward but it wasn't bad just because no, like I couldn't say anything so like I really wasn't spoiling anything for anybody I was just yeah. you know like I'm sorry I can't I can't talk but when the show actually aired and you have all these people like, you know, you got 400 messages on your phone. Like, I can't believe you're gonna be, I'm rooting for you tonight. And these are all your friends and like high school friends you haven't talked to in forever. People from elementary school just coming out of nowhere. And then you get sent home the first night and it's just like, oh, <laughs> like you knew this was gonna happen and you didn't tell anybody. So everyone was super excited and like you kind of look bad. But like I said, it comes with the territory. I got like, you knew that that was a possibility when you went on the show, so. So one of the questions I love to ask people, um, just everybody in general, and this could go for that time in your life, but when we all have those hard times, like we go through those hard moments, how do you stay strong? It's uh, oh, a good question. Uh, I think for me, like, so before I was on The Bachelorette, I was a professional basketball player, like overseas. And 
a lot of that time was spent in unsure and uneasy situations. So one thing I always like had to lean on was myself, like just like my inner strength. Like, so like I come from a, a good family and a good background. Uh, so we have a tradition of just being strong people. So uh, even when I felt down, I just had to like realize like, okay, like some things are out of your control, but you're still the same person. And as long as you stay that person, like, which I feel is I'm generally, you know, genuinely good in the world, that that'll be okay. And that'll be enough. So once, once I, I settle back on that idea, I'm usually okay. That's, that's a great answer. And I was going to kind of touch on next, actually, like what you had mentioned is that how you were a basketball player, like overseas, like, how was that? Like, where did, how did you get into that? Would you tell us a little bit more about your time that doing that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, I grew up playing basketball. Um, I, since I, my first word was ball, like it was everything. You know? so, <laughs> uh, after I went to college in Kansas City, and after that, I was able to get an opportunity to go play uh, in Estonia. Uh, and I actually went over there and lived for three months before I got the job. So it was like a pretty crazy oh. experience like living <laughs> in Eastern Europe. Yeah. So I did that, uh, eventually triumphed and got a job in Malta. Uh, after that, and then went to Peru, and then went to Morocco for a couple of years. So, been all wow. over. Yeah, crazy experiences. <laughs> like I've seen like so many things, like from so many different cultures, and it's like kind of shaped me up to like look at the yeah. world just like, a different way. It's given me such a different perspective on how things should go. So, it's been good. Yeah, that's so cool. So, were you on the basketball team at Kansas City? I was. Yep, I went to University of Missouri, Kansas City. So cool. Like that's just like like such a like so cool to do something you love and yeah, like get yeah. to get paid and to, to like really go far in it. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it was, it was one of those things where, you know, you can't believe that it's actually happening because, you know, you never, like you grow up, like if I, I'm going to go to the NBA, I'm going to make so much money, but then that <laughs> doesn't happen. So you're like looking for alternatives and obviously overseas basketball is huge now. So you're over like with people who can't even speak English, but they're like, paying you to perform and it, right and they like know and they know you know you're playing the same game which is so mm -hmm. weird but it's like yeah. a different language but you're playing the same game exactly and i mean you've got kids rules. yeah yeah i mean i'm in morocco and you got kids who have never met an american they live in little towns and they're following me to the game down the street you know asking me to sign autographs and stuff and you're just like, okay this is a really probably wearing your jersey like yeah exactly yeah it's it, like i said it was it was like once in a lifetime experience to just kind of do those things and like, like just meet people who, you know, who never get a chance to meet somebody like me. And likewise, like I never get the chance to meet people like those. So it was cool. That's awesome. How, like, so how was it though? Like when you first started, like, was it like scary? Like, was it hard? Like, especially being so far away from like your family, your friends, and then also not knowing the language. Yeah. That, so I thought it like tough. Yes. Yeah, so like I said, in Estonia, when I first went over there, uh, to just a little background on that story, I was, I was I, a coach told me to go over there to like Lithuania and Norway and try out for some teams. And he ended up not coming after he said he, after he, said he was going to come. So I'm pretty much stranded in Eastern Europe, like trying to figure my way out. And luckily, someone has saw me perform and they said, hey, I have a, a hostel in Estonia that you can come to and stay uh, stay at and train while you look for a job over here and it was like I was like okay so I'm in this like really small town uh, nobody between the ages of 18 and 32 because it's like just older people and, and really young people and <laughs> no one no one speaks English 
except this guy who's like who helps me out but he doesn't even live in the town so oh. there was a month and a half of me just being by myself like no, nothing but training see this this guy would come like once every other week and take me to a basketball game or something and I was just like working out and like sitting in my room no no computer no internet it was it was pretty crazy yeah, that would so. be like yeah that would be so hard exactly and it really started to weigh on me because I mean I think with anything you do like anything that's like a great feat for any of your goals like you start you're going to doubt yourself at some point if it doesn't happen right away you're going to start to doubt yourself so I, I like felt like I was like prepared for the moment but I like the moment wasn't happening and I was like my yeah. patience is like wearing thin and then you're like well am I really supposed to be doing this if it's, if it's this hard and there's a lot of times I just had to look in the mirror and say hey like you're here now like there's no point in like flying 4,000 miles back across the world just because like things are not going well right now so I really just start to embrace like the life I was living and like you know start to learn a little bit of the language and start going to the capital a little bit more meeting people and just made a life out of it and then with like while that was happening still being prepared I was finally given a job opportunity like a couple months in so and that was, was in the same place the same country no, it was, it was actually in Malta. So I was okay. like, I guess, but I was just networking and stuff all the time. And just through all of that, like I just met a guy who had a job and just ended up, just ended up working out. So. <laughs> so were you back in the U.S., like back here by the time you like went on to The Bachelor? Like how was that? Or were you, so you yeah. weren't playing basketball anymore at that point? Yeah, so, so actually like the reason that, you know, when you, when you asked me to be on this podcast that year, right there is, is it always like it's a, it was a big year in my life it was monumental and I always think about that with like conversations like this so uh, my last year in Morocco was 2018 and I was there uh and at or so, I, so I'll back up at the beginning of that year one of my best friends actually passed away like 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 suddenly like wasn't expected uh and right out two weeks after that I had to head out to Morocco and go play so never really got time to really like, you know, take that in. Like it was like the funeral and then I was gone. So I went over there and it wasn't like, I felt okay. Cause I was away from everything. You know, you're able to compartmentalize things, but it just never felt right. And then uh, two months into me being over there, another one of my best friends, my friend from college actually passed away, like unexpectedly. So just like, you know, crazy times. Uh, it was actually on the same day in two different months. Like, so it was just like, so, you know, I was just, <laughs> it's like freaking myself out. You're thinking about every two months, somebody's going to pass away. Like just all these yeah. like crazy thoughts coming to your head. Uh, so luckily nothing that didn't happen, but I was able to finish the season. We won the championship and well, I had awesome. told, yeah, it was great. <laughs> but I had told the team before I was over there, I mean, before I, like, before I came, like, Hey, I had some crazy things happen in life. I need to, as soon as we win, I need to go home. Yeah. Like, cause I just need to be back around to help people and, you know, help myself as well. Uh, and after we won the championship, you know, everybody's celebrating. I'm like, Hey guys, it's been fun, but like, it's time for me to go. And they're like, Oh, sorry. We didn't do your visa papers. So you like, aren't like legally able to leave the country right now. <laughs> yeah. So I was just in shock. And, um, again, I'm dealing with people who don't really speak English that well. So everything is getting translated to me. So I'm like, what do you mean? Like, and they're like, don't worry about it. Like, we'll get you out of here as soon as possible. I ended up being over there for another month and a half, like without basketball, just like living in this like really small like town in the middle of the desert. Like almost like how you first started when you yep. first went over into Europe. 100%. Now you're ending the same way. Exactly. 
And this time you had people that had passed mm -hmm. during all yeah. that. Like, so on top of that, now you're having this grief that all of a sudden it's like probably starting to hit you. Right. Well, you know, I think like when you're already dealing with a tra traumatic situation, anything else that comes in those like, like, I mean, like the months that like right after, like it just hits you harder. Like, you know, so I don't think that I would have been so like affected by being stuck over there for another month and a half if I hadn't, I wasn't dealing with stuff already. So I'm in my room, like, you know, screaming in pillows and stuff, like actually like going crazy just because I didn't know when I was going to leave. I actually had to go in front of like a judge and they, and, like, this is the day they like tell me like, Hey, like everything, like this judge, we know him, everything will be fine. He'll let you go. And I'm like, okay, cool. We get in front of the judge and they whisper in my ear, like, Oh, this is a new judge. We didn't know he was going to be here. Oh my. So this, this judge, like, you know, I could put you in jail for being here, but like, I'm just going to let you stay in the town. Yeah. It was, that's what I'm it was that crazy. Like, yeah, that's what I was dealing Why with. Why would so, you be put to jail? Cause you're still there. Well, because like you only, when technically when you travel without a visa, you're only supposed to be there for 90 days. So if you really like, like basketball players and other like professional athletes, they get like, it's like a special rule where, you know, like they're there, but they're like, you don't really count it. You know, it's, it's just like okay. weird how they do it. But if someone doesn't know that stuff, they'll look at it like, Hey, you've been here for 180 days. Like, yeah. like, and you have no reason for being here besides saying that you were playing basketball. So, I mean, technically we can put you in jail until we figure this out. But he was like, you know, we're already in a small town, so you can't really go anywhere without flying out anyway. So <laughs> he was just like, you can stay at your apartment. So it's pretty crazy. Kind of like jail for you anyway, in a way, like your own in your internal. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I said, he didn't, he didn't do many favors. Like it would have been just the same. I, I was literally sitting there, I would go get food, come back and sit there all day and just try to figure things out. But uh, anyway, so I finally got back and um, I just felt different, you know, like it was just so much like, uh, like I was meeting, seeing people I hadn't seen since the funeral, like my friends, my best friends and like, like just how they were dealing with life. And it, I don't know, it just like, I felt like I needed to be around. So uh, I just was like, you know, I'm going to take some time to figure this out. Cause usually I go right back over in like the end of the year, but I was like, I'm going to take some time. And if I want to go back, I'll go back in 2019. So I, I got a job just like randomly was like applying for jobs and it just took one, you know, and um was doing that and then I got the call for the bachelorette and I was like again never thought this was going to happen never thought yeah. I was gonna, but went through the process and actually right when they told me I was going to make it on uh the season I got a I got a call to go back overseas at the same time so I was like you know let's let's go try this new experience we can always yeah. go play basketball but then quarantine happened so I, I wasn't able to go back but whatever oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> crazy times so are you working right now at that same job or are you just basically doing your own thing uh, no, so I, w I was working as a recruiter at that point, but now uh, I work for um, ADP doing sales. So Okay. Yeah. So do you work from home, basically, then, I do. right I now? Do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm an outside salesperson, but can't go out, so. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> do you think you'll go back and do basketball when this all, like, if this ever gets better, or? Uh, that's a tough question. I, I can't. I can't give you an no, answer. No. I really don't know. It, it, a lot of factors. Like you, you got to work. Think about the money that you're making on both sides, and if you really want to be away from everybody. Yeah. So, like I said, yeah. long conversation. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> well, 
thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. It was, tru it's truly an amazing story. Like just your journey from everything you've done and been through. Yeah, but thank so. you for having me. I, I'm definitely, when I, when I talk about it, it makes me want to write it down so I don't, so I can share it because I've been through some crazy Good. stuff. Yeah, for sure. You could, you could literally write a book on it. Just like you your experiences. You might have to do it. <laughs> you got time, you got quarantine. <laughs> no, nothing but time right now. <laughs> um, where can my audience find you? Like on uh, you can find me just right now pretty simply yeah, on Instagram at uh, uh, at tstat13. Uh, I'm going to start posting a little more content on there and uh, get some stuff going to where you can, you know, venture off from there. But right now, just tstat13. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And this was another episode of With Love Alexa. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.